And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast. It's Turkeys and Taker on Hap, or Taker and Turkeys. I forgot which way we we named the show uh, on Thanksgiving, our first Thanksgiving episode. So it's going to be a little bit kooky, and it's about to get real kooky because you are going to you are about to learn a whole lot about the people who run the show. Myself, King Ricky Rose, Willie T, and the Kate Murphy. It is a we are bringing back for the first time. In maybe two years? It's been a a while. Uh, ATK, our mailbag section. It's been a while. Um, Ask the Kings, Ask the Kings, where you get to ask us all these random-ass questions, especially non-wrestling-related questions. Uh, So we we, we posted this out the other day, and we we got a pretty decent response. So let's just hop into it and kind of just work away from there. Uh, Kate Murphy, the keeper of the questions. Hello. (laughs) What do do we got? All righty. So... Our friend at Stabby Potato has a couple deuce. questions for us. What up, Deuce? Uh, he Don't starts get banned off... from Twitter again. <laughs> he started off by saying, shit, how y'all feeling? This year has been tough. How y'all dealing? So who wants to start? I'll do it. You want to start, Honestly, Ricky? Yeah, I'll do it. Um, I'd love this year. But, you know, like, death aside... And everything, like, and almost half dying in the corona. It's like, that sucked. But for me, and I hate to be this person because I've been looking, listening, uh, or reading too many Instagram like memes, but like, I thought it was great. You know, you really find out what happens when, when people don't have shit to do. You find out a lot about people. Um, and I kind of like that. What do you do when your back is up against the wall type of year? Because you found out a lot about a lot of people. Some people you, you felt you, felt you knew and then you realized you didn't some people you didn't know you felt like you really did so it was a lot it was a lot of revealing stuff uh for me it was a it was a big upgrade here especially like technology wise you know i got new cars new xbox new computer like it was, it was a cool year for me um for the most part besides that you know 10 days in the hospital to radio silence it's kind of sucked um but for me i thought it was i i enjoyed like people like shouldn't you because you can do some stuff and yeah i miss doing a lot of things uh but I love the alone time. I hate, I like, I, I'm not even ashamed to say it. Like, oh my God, being away from human beings for extended periods of time. Oh, uh, fantastic. Fan fucking, I got so much shit done. It's great. What was, what we're was done. the question? Do you want to know how we're doing this year? How are we doing the 2020 well? <sighs> Honestly? I love working from home. I fucking love it. Isn't it amazing? Working from home with my particular job, because my my job is I just create content all day long. I'm just on Zoom calls, soon to be vMix calls. We're upgrading our actual video video product for live streaming. Um, Is amazing. So I am saving a good amount of money not commuting into the city, not spending food uh, money on food in the city. Um, I've actually cooked a lot this year. I do HelloFresh, which is this phenomenal food, to be f- first of all. So that has been the good. Shameless plug. HelloFresh is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, the bad is just all the restrictions, just going online and seeing all the chaos with political landscapes, this like social landscapes, uh, medical landscapes, like. It's it's a crazy time to be alive right now. Um, and a lot of this like just stems off of like 
all the research I do for you, Mad Bro, my other podcast on biggestpodcasters.com, by the way. Um, so <laughs> it has made me more societally aware of what's actually going on with our politics and our society. So that has all been a blessing, but the human connection, like I can't see my girlfriend that much. Like I got a girlfriend this this year. Out of all the years, when shit hits the fan, I finally, yeah, I, right? I actually, yeah, I actually, right? I actually <laughs> get someone who can commit to my bullshit. So, like not being able to see her as much as I want is hard. Like you know, not being able to go home for the holidays is hard. Um, but you know, thank God I moved in February with one of my best friends, Nash. Um, it's been great because if I was in my old apartment with those two random people, I would have shot myself in the fucking face twice. It would have been a fucking nightmare. So there have been a lot of blessings in disguise this year, but like I don't want to say it was it was good for me personally, but like overall, it's been a terrible year for the world. So you know, yeah. count your blessings, Mixed but Murphy. live in reality. Yeah. All right. So. 2020 has been really weird because, like, I went into 2020 wanting to make it my bitch. <laughs> and, I, and I did. And I fucking did. <laughs> um, I, it started really shitty because I lost my job. But honestly, I didn't like it anyway. So as much as it sucks that they didn't call me back because it was rude, um, I'm thankful to not have to be working in a restaurant during a pandemic and being home so much as frustrating as it is for me because I like my alone time but like I love my friends like I'm really close to my friends and not being able to see them as much has been very difficult for me but it's helped me learn how to like show appreciation for like people I care about in other ways and I've I think learned how to be a better friend and I communicate better as a result of this and like I started getting my shit together like I started practicing yoga and I got into my spirituality and I started therapy and I started taking classes and I figured out what I wanted to do with my life and I got into college this year and I started volunteering for the Trevor Project in like two weeks and I did a lot of really cool things that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do had I not you know, lost my job and been home and been forced to reevaluate and regroup and figure out my life. Like, I am a radically different person than I was at the beginning of the year. Like, I don't recognize myself at all. And, like, I'm really grateful for it. Like, I feel smarter and I feel clearer and I feel better. Like, I felt... You know imposter syndrome where, like, you don't always... Yeah. I live my life feeling like an imposter all the time because I'm 29 years old and like on paper I don't have my shit together you know I have you to get my driver's you don't look a day past 22 Kate thank you I look really young but like on paper like you know I'm single and I live at home and I don't have a job right now and I don't have a degree yet and I'm not driving and like all these things like I feel like a child and like I don't, I don't feel like I have done enough. And now this year, I feel like I can finally be like, I've done a lot. I've done a lot of really great things, and like I feel good and I feel healthy. And twenty twenty one is going to be better, hopefully. And like I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's listen. 
we're we're in, we're in contractual talks with 2021 at this moment. Like, we've got to read the fine print before we go balls deep into 2021. I'm, I mean, the world's probably going to be a shit show still, but like, I know at least my personal journey, like 2021, will continue. Like on the path 2020 has been like 2020 is trash, but like, if you can thrive during a fucking pandemic, during Donald Trump's presidency. I think, like, you can, like, get through anything. Yeah, cue Destiny Child Survivor. All right, what's the next You're question? You're goddamn right. Okay. Never, please. Um, <laughs> speaking on the motivational path, Deuce's other question he had was, what are our goals and vision for the next five years? Now, oh, are we that's... talking as a show, as a network, as humans? Like, what are we talking about? I'm going to go under the premise as a network, seeing, you know, I am the head of the network. I'm the high okay. is now on the home. I don't whatever. <laughs> Just trying to make an acronym out of it, but yeah. Seeing the head. I mean, ooh, five years is also a very long time. <laughs> very very long time. But it's obviously just like extended growth, but to the point where we're instead of being because we're essentially very region specific at the moment. I want to expand our our our. Our sphere of influence. If we're Are we going to be a, a show on the network term. in five years, Ricky? Oh, oh, oh. Listen, I know a lot of people. I don't know that many people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know that many people. But if I wanted to get my foot in the door, I probably could. Uh, that would be dope. And you know, you know, get bought out by the WWE. We'd have to have a. We'd have to have the craziest cryptic farewell. Because I've dreamed about this. Like how if I got signed by WWE, like how would I go? How <laughs> do something um, totally cryptic? Click clack, fuck slack. Yeah, yeah everything. Goodbye, no, good night, and fuck you, slack. Log off. Slack. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no like other way for us to go out than click clack, fuck slack one last time. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, ideally, you know, we we created or wrestling radio continued on the premise that we would continue in perpetuum until wrestling ends. So. We have to expand that sphere of influence is, is my big goal. And maybe get to a point where we can get bigger and more prominent names on the show. And, you know, get more people to listen to us. I mean, we got a lot of people listening to us as it is. But we can get more. Because I feel of like we have, we're a fantastic network and an interesting, varied group of people. And we, we need to we need to try to collaborate and, and expand, like I said, expand our reach more. I want to collaborate with more local podcasts. Uh, looking at you, Jabber Tears and Bedlam Medium. And also Bedlam Media, not Bedlam Medium. Um, those wrestling girls are also fantastic. And there's a lot of great podcasts, especially in that New York, New Jersey area for wrestling, that I wanna that I'm, I wanna see what we can do with them. That that's my thing. Yeah, five years, man. What's my five year plan? That's such a terrible question. Um, but I love that question. Because yeah. I don't know my five minute right? plan. Right. I can, I have I have so many goals and aspirations professionally, personally, economically, like it's a matter of how I'm going to get there. And this year, like, I was so set up. Because, um, like, outside of this podcast, outside of my job, like, you know, I also try, I'm trying to found my own company. Well, I have my own company. But Ambiguous Podcast Solutions is trying to really take off, become its own thing. Like, I'm very happy that WrestleAct Radio is a part of that website, is a part of that network. Network within a network, if you will. So I'm just consistently trying to learn consistently trying to evolve consistently trying to know new things whether it be technologically you know marketing um just never stop learning and within five years you know i want to have 
like I want to have an app made for podcasters that I can sign up to my platform. I want to have a badass website with a shit ton of traffic. I want to have enough secondary, like enough primary income where I can leave my current job, even though I love my current job. But eventually I want to leave and do this job full time. Um, I want to have my own studio where I can go in and record like this podcast or other podcasts or help others be an engineer for people recording their podcasts, this editing podcast, being a guest on other podcasts, like being that true entrepreneur. And within like maybe a little more than five years, you know, like I want to get married. I want to eventually have kids. I want to eventually move out of um, Hoboken, buy a house, um, and, you know, do all that stuff, that next stage of my life. In five years, I'll be 30. Um, I definitely want to be married by 30, probably have kids by 31, 32. Um, don't tell my... I had that dream, yeah, too, Yeah, once. Fuck you, yeah, Will. We'll, we'll, we'll see what... I'm, I'm still young, and I'm still young, dumb, and full of cum, all right? We'll see what happens. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's pretty much, I'm like... A, I remember when I was that bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I thought I'd be married with kids by 25. My God, Jesus, Kate. Kate. So, like, you know, those those are my goals, those are my dreams, but you know, reality and real life is gonna kick me right in the teeth, and I'm gonna have to adapt like I always do. So we'll see what happens. But those are definitely my goals, and those are goals worth having. Evolution is a mystery. Mix Murphy, it's up to you. All right. So in five years, I will be 34. Okay. That's 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 that alone is a lot to process. Um I will have a degree in gender studies and I hope to be working for a nonprofit or some other working some other advocacy sort of role, specifically working towards like queer rights and all of those things. Um I wanna still be podcasting, of course. I wanna be good at editing by then. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. I have to learn. I want to have to like, have a meeting. I'll I'll teach you editing. It's we'll get simple. there. I wanna I wanna be proficient at every aspect of podcasting. Um, like even though I'm a lot more confident behind a mic than I was when I started. Like I was fucking terrified when I every time I guest hosted the show. But like, I don't want to feel like a baby podcaster, and I. <laughs> won't feel like a baby podcaster that I bet. I want to be comfortable in my craft and what I'm doing. Um, I want us to keep growing as both a show, just the three of us, as well as the network. Like I want to continuously collaborate with podcasters and other sort of content creators that are look that like are looking at wrestling in all sorts of different perspectives and are open to different ideas and are creative and fun and wonderful to work with. Like I look forward to collaborating with all sorts of people like I enjoy doing that and then you know in my personal life you know I hope to be married like or with a kid or like close to a kid not living on Long Island maybe in like I want to live in Brooklyn or Queens ideally well, you'll but st- you'll he- still be on the island geographically well, speaking not in Nassau or Suffolk County specifically get me out of this Get me out. I'm done. I've had it officially. Um, I like having a yard too much. I don't care about having a How yard. How dare you? I really don't. How dare you? <laughs> Are you talking yes, to me? I, yes, you. I need grass. I need trees. 
I need an area where my kids can play wiffle ball in the backyard like I did. Like, essentially, like, I want a carbon copy of the life I had growing up. Um, when I have kids, I'll be there. But, like, in five years, I don't think I'm going to be ready for a full yawn yard. I want my shitty apartment with exposed brick, goddammit. Let me have my little artsy apartment. I want I want a pu- I want to be ha- I will have a puppy. <laughs> Brooklyn's the place for you, Kate. Good God, all them all them exactly. beatniks and yuppies. <laughs> exactly. You, you know be at I smorgasburg be- you, every fucking week. You know I belong there though. Like dead ass. You do. Yeah, I that do. Or LA. And... Oh god, no. Kate in LA? No. I, I think I'm too much for LA. I'm too high. Saying is saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like LA and t- for like the the legal weed. But hey, I mean, I can move to New Jersey. Jersey I guess. Right? Congratulations, Will. Yay. Everyone, <laughs> everyone has been telling me for years that I'm going to end up moving to Jersey, and then the day they announce the marijuana that got le- is being legalized in New Jersey, everyone's like, "Well, Kate's moving. It's happening." <laughs> so people are expecting me to be in New Jersey within the next two years. I don't think so. Nah, nah. Yeah, give it four. All right, so what do we got? What's what? Deuce has another question, right? Um, Deuce had also asked, as well as Slack, they had asked who we think the, is going to win the Royal Rumble. <sighs> I don't want to think about it, but you kind of have to, because <sighs> next thing you know, it's January. Early picks, early, and this is I very ideal. On the female side, Bianca Belair would be the perfect person for it. On the men's side, I honestly don't fucking know. But just for the sake of time, and I don't really want to get into it just now, but Mustafa Ali. Might yeah, as well. Yeah. Great redemption story. fucking mind. Um, for the, it won't it's, happen. It's for, early. The men's, it's early. for the men's side, I'm picking Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. It's just because the whole idea of who's he going to pick? Is he going to pick Drew and get his title back? Where he's gonna get Roman and get his Jew back and beat him again. <laughs> beat him again. So, <laughs> oh fuck, you're so right. So I'm very I th- I can't think of anyone else who could logistically win. Uh, for the women, I'm also gonna go with Brock Lesnar <laughs> 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 because that women's roster does have not have enough women for thirty people. So uh, maybe we have Ripley, but I have no idea. Speaking of which, I think Rhea's going up very very soon i agree i think, I think that was i think on nxt was patrick i think that was her send-off mm-hmm. if rhea ripley gets called up i think she could win the women's if not i think sonya deville is gonna make her surprise return at the rumble and win oh i forgot about sonya which is also great yep so uh, we, we, De- we need female kylo ren back silo silo wow Ky- sonya no um, i got lost in thought um, <laughs> Sonya Deville is my pick to win the Women's Royal Rumble, and for the men, um, Otis, I know it is. Stop it. <laughs> Otis was my pick to be the sole survivor at Survivor Series, so like the Otis train oh is God. dead. Um, oh, fuck, probably Biggie. Ooh, that'd be dope. All right, I'm calling Biggie and Sonya for the Royal Rumble 2021. All right, next. What do we got? Um, Deuce also asked how we feel about Lana. Honest opinion? Eh, yeah. She's fucker. She's Get okay. her off my TV. It's whatever. 
So whatever, she's fine. Great person to meet. Real nice. She's relevant, and that's all you can ask for in wrestling. I just don't care about her. I don't dislike yeah. her. I just don't care about she's her. She's bad at everything. She was in Pitch Perfect. She's not that bad. Um, it's one of those things where, like, with Lana really quickly, it's the, they they screwed up Lana because it was stop and go. Like, fantastic manager, and Vince got mad because she leaked her, TMZ found out that she was engaged to reset, which fucked up that storyline. Then they were going to make her a wrestler, and she was in NXT for a while, but then they stopped doing that, and made her a manager again, and then she went crazy, and then she had a relationship with Bobby Lashley, but then secretly had a relationship with Liv Morgan, which is kind of weird, and now she got trained by Natty, but Natty said, screw you, like, storyline-wise, and I'm going to do my own thing, and then we're going to get drafted to Raw, uh, and then now she's a wrestler again. So it's always been inconsistent with Lana. So the second they, those once they decide to get consistent, then we'll actually see something. I just don't care. That's the issue. You don't care because yeah. it doesn't matter what she does because it's a stop and go. Next question. All right. Let's break into some of our Patreon questions. Ooh. Who's our first Patreon member? Um, Our first Patreon member is Wade. Hello, Wade. Wade. We, we love you. Wade. Um, Wade wants, us, wants to know, will we ever see an Evolution 2... What matches would you want to see? Oh, God. If we do, it would have to be next year. Because I still am waiting on Sasha versus Trish, even though it's not going to happen. But I wanted that so badly, especially after the Royal Rumble interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, it could happen. It'll be a lot of NXT women, because that's where the bulk of their women's roster is. If anything, if they wanted to do, like, a pure evolution, I would want them to do it kind of like they did the first CWC and, like, the Mae Young, where they invited other talent, like, other top-notch talent, make this a really big, like, women's evolution event. And eventually, um, you you can have that leading into evolution, and it'll have one of your prime evolution main events be that culmination of this like women's tournament, and then you debut the mid card title, because that's what needs to happen at Evolution Two is the mid card women's championship, because the tag titles so fucking suck. Oh, I yeah. totally took this question in a different direction. I'm thinking like Evolution, like Triple H, and like that kind of a group of Evolution. <laughs> to which I, to no. which I was thinking, well, I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna answer because that's how I interpret the question. Um, that's fine. Evolution yeah. 2 is going to happen, but it's going to be with women. Um, you In a few years, I don't know when, but <laughs> if I was going to do with today's roster, I would do Charlotte as like the head. Um, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha Bailey. Yeah, right? Um, actually, <laughs> I would do Raquel Gonzalez as the sleeper Batista pick. Oh, yes. Oh, um, yes. I would do Tony Storm as like the Randy of just like she's got it all. She just needs the yeah. right platform. And who would be Triple H? Um I think Charlotte would have to be Trips, right? Or Charlotte, Charlotte would be, Rick. be her father. Yeah. So who would be Triple H? I would probably say one of the whole other one of the other four horsewomen. Bailey. Bex, maybe? Pick and choose. I was thinking Banks or Becky. Uh I'd probably say Beck? I think Banks is a Becky. better promo. But I think Becky Becky's would probably tougher. fit the role more. Yeah. I said Bailey just to be nasty. Unless you want to throw Rhea Ripley in there. <laughs> Ripley, Raquel, Charlotte, and Tony. That's a great group. Three blondes and a brunette. That's a great that's Give a me. great group. 
That mm-hmm. is a great group. That's a great group. Kate, either you're answering or we're going to the next question. Um, I have a theory about evolution too. Um, so the it's the a Bella mystery. Twi- no, the Bella Twins have said recently that they're down for one more run. What? Nikki doesn't have a neck pretty much anymore. They both said it like within the last week, <sighs> week and a half. The so... last thing I want to hear is Brie mode again. Brie oh no, mode. I'm here for Brie mode. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Evolution 2 is going to happen when the Bella Twins are geared up to make their in-ring return. They are going to win the, raw t- the, the women's tag titles at Evolution. God, that's oh, I'd be so mad about that. Actually, if you want to bring the Bellas back, give me, give me Nikki Bella versus John Cena Evolution Two sleeper match. Okay, but he's not a woman. He can't go to Evolution. He's not invited. It, it'll be the first ever intergender match in the history want, of we WWE. Don't want it. No, it's the, the we don't battle need, of a total. We don't Bellas need John versus... Cena pulling a fucking Ellsworth at Evolution. No way. Oh, yes. Cena versus Nikki Bella. You don't tell me that wouldn't love... put people no, in seats. No, I want that match. I would G- give me. so give me. much no, no. Give me the match. It's not an evolution. Wrong. Here's the match. You have Nikki Bella versus John Cena's wife. All right? That's the, that's the match. <laughs> that's, that's the match, dude. And John Cena's the referee. All right? That's that's the match. No, you have... No, you have... <laughs> You have Cena and Artem as the valets and they're the managers. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the side. Two out of three falls, and then after every fall, they go back to their corners. And like you have Cena coaching up his wife and, and Artem coaching up Nikki. And That's Nikki's amazing. like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm here for it. Fine. Okay. Next, next, next question. question. Um, our next Thank you, Patreon Wade. questions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wayne, so much. All right. Our next Patreon questions come from Jermaine. Hello, Jermaine. Yes. What All up right. across the pond, Jermaine? Jermaine would like first would like to know if you could create your own wrestling family, who would you have as the members of the family? Now, oh. am I a wrestler in this scenario? Like, am I a wrestler and I'm picking wrestlers to surround me? I don't know. I guess no one from the Big Show show because that got canceled real quick. Like, can I be an adopted Hardy boy? Yes. Can I be the Hardy person? You, you can. Um, you can answer this question however you want. Per my last question, um, are you gonna be a Are you gonna be a broken Hardy? Like, what are you gonna be? Oh, the people can't see me. I just want to yeah, do no. the dance down. Oh my God. I we just want to be Team Extreme. Moves, I just want to be Team Extreme. Right, I got this. I so want to be, be like little Lita. I got this. I want to be baby Lita. Are you guys ready for this? I want to be the lone hearty person. Yeah. Yes. Thong, thong hanging out and everything. Is it you and Kurt Stallion and his twin brothers? No, but I should have thought yes. of that. Yes. It is Ricky you know the Dragon you know Steamboat, you know your father. You know what? You're right. Kurt Stallion is my... I was going to say Colin Delaney, but Kurt Stallion's way better. Kurt Stallion is my brother. All right? Tom Dreamer is my godfather. And Sandman is my uncle. That sounds about yep. right. Yeah. Yep. That sounds yep. right. Yep. And we all and Let we all see. love watching have... baseball. Our <laughs> troops. We're gonna. I'm gonna just. Our troops. My out there cousin. Uh, Ron Simmons is my dad going senile. <laughs> I'm just saying damn all the time. <laughs> no, no, he's going to see now. He's got to go fuck. He's just got to go fuck. 
Mark Henry's my uncle. Uh, Keith Lee's my twin brother. Duh. <laughs> it's called uh, Ricky and the Rosés. <laughs> Ricky and the Rosés? <laughs> it's like Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> um, oh, and RVD is my best friend. That's also happening. Yeah. Uh, Shotzi's just there. Like, she's not part of the family. <laughs> she's the Kimmy Gibbler. But she's so cool. That we- <laughs> she, yeah. Shotzi's not part of the family, but we just accept her anyways because she just like always hangs out and like no one, there's no big issue with her. So she's kind of just there. Is she your cousin that's not your cousin? Yeah. Yeah. Shotzi's the cousin that's not my cousin. Exactly. And Johnny and Candace are her neighbors that we secretly hate, but we tolerate them anyways. (laughs) Gargano. (laughs) Oh, wait. We're in a plot of the whole neighborhood? Wait a minute, who's going to live I on me in the heart? We, oh, we have a time limit here. Yeah, Kate, you already, <laughs> ask, wanna, you already answered the question. Across the street from me in the heart. Oh, Edge and Christian, obviously. Yeah. You already answered the question. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Edge and Christian are going to live across the street? And we're going to... And they're and they're and act, and, and they're gay. Edge and, and Christian. They're gay. they're gay lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have Edge and Christian as my stoner as my stoner neighbors, because <laughs> they're and they're always doing five second poses whenever they can. <laughs> no one knows why. <laughs> I also want Breezango to live next door. Breezango's the cops in my neighborhood, so nothing gets solved. Breezango <laughs> is security is the security the safety patrol. And the new day are my best friends, obviously. Duh. And we just go around the we just go around the neighborhood gyrating randomly. Dude, me, Sandman, <laughs> Kurt Stallion, RVD, and Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> what a fucking motley crew! I, <laughs> I'm not surprised M- at all. MVP is my uncle from the mafia that no one likes to acknowledge. <laughs> He's your uncle in jail. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out like, listen, you want to get into the business? You want to get into the business? <laughs> All right, I'm having too much fun with this next question. Oh, the Undertaker's my uncle. I've decided. Because <laughs> why not? All right. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if this is what Jermaine meant by wrestling family. But oh well. <laughs> too bad. Find out. Too bad. That's, that's the answer we got. <laughs> he, he also wanted to know. If you could bring back one classic wrestling entrance stage, what would it be? And he would bring back the massive SmackDown Ovaltron. Oh my god, I hated the Ovaltron so much. Are we all bringing back the fist? I'm bringing bringing back back the fist. fist. Damn it. Alright, the fist. Let's move on. Next question. Ricky, did you get any questions on Instagram? Oh yeah, I did. I did pop up for for my people in Patreon. Not Patreon, sorry. Instagram. Sorry, there's a lot of social media network. Shout out to my friend Meg. None of you guys who know Meg is, but Meg is an actuary. Um, so she's a uh, pretty much essentially a family friend of mine. So Meg asked me, "Are there ways to do? Are there ways to financially support your podcast other than buying your gear?" Well, number one, yes, buy my gear and also buy all of our gear because our gear is freaking fantastic. Uh, links are in the description below. But also, uh, thanks to the help of Will and Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, you can directly donate to our page uh, via the website, which there's also a link in the description below to our actual website, where you can donate money to us. If you don't feel like joining our Patreon, even though it's only $5 a month, uh, you can give us a uh, um, a monetary amount of your choosing. We will gladly accept any Yeah, of this podcast... So that link's still there, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. It's all still there. It all still works. Uh, this podcast is done completely for free. It's released completely for free. Um, over the years, I can't even tell how much money I put into actually 
doing this podcast in terms of like let's not talk times about it. like all the equipment <laughs> I bought, not... the upgrade from microphones, new computers, um, editing software to just even my time. Like we take every Tuesday for the past like five years um, has been yeah. dedicated to this podcast. Like all the research Ricky does and and um, making sure that the outline's done. All the wrestling I force myself to fucking watch. Um, to all the times we had to help you move in a different places yeah. when we've done live streaming yeah events. like all all the time like that ad it, the 10 it, hour drive to chicago yeah like it all adds up um so really the other than buying the merch the main thing and joining the patreon the main thing really is it's going to biggest podcast com slash kings of rings podcast go to our page just hit that donate button um you can give as yeah. much as you want and a hundred percent of it does go to us um so we can exactly. keep doing this for free. Um, it'll go to yeah. our PayPal account with with all the rest of the rest of Radio money um, from the Patreon, yep. and it can go into like when we can do live events again. It goes to tailgates. It goes to creating new merch. It goes to actually we could pay for uh, marketing subscriptions. So we can get a bigger range out there, and that is all going to happen yeah. organically from the help of our listeners. So if you really do want to support us and keep us going. That is the best way to do it. Or just send me a check. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. All right. The next, the, the last question Meg has, which I, I, I adore Meg. Meg is awesome. Shout out to Meg if she's ever even going to listen to this. Because Meg's basically being an actuary, uh, which is great. If anybody knows exactly what an actuary is, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Will Meg was the one that I was like, oh, my friend's in Chicago at the Bean right now when we, when we were eating at, uh, at the pizza oh, shop. Oh, fucking pizza. Oh my god, right? Anyway, so Meg asks, am I going to be Santa Claus this year? Which is, I have to explain really quickly. So, our mutual, one of my one of my best friends, years ago, like five or so years ago at this point, now, uh, four, four or five years ago, uh, acts, and he's like, he's a Irish Catholic man. <laughs> Irish Catholic man uh, from, that lives right outside of Philly, went to hostel with me, all of a sudden randomly is like, hey Rick, you know, um, my family, the, the 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 Saturday after Thanksgiving, always has this holiday party, and we have someone play Santa Claus. But uh, my uncle's a little bit too old to play Santa, so could you play Santa Claus for us? And I looked at him, and I was like, "You want me to play Santa Claus for your family?" He's like, "Yeah." Are you sure? He's like, "Ricky, stop playing around. It's not that big of a deal." I was like, "Are you sure about this?" And yeah, so the past couple of years, I have legitimately played Santa Claus for my for my Irish Catholic friends' family. I love that. And it's freaking fantastic. And unfortunately, um, I won't be able to do it this year um, because of obviously the, the pandemic and everything. However, I will tell you this, Meg, if you ever do listen to this, I will have a surprise for everybody. Because uh, usually, I like this Thanksgiving, I literally don't go shopping Black Friday. I travel to Pennsylvania as quick as I can. <laughs> I chill out and play Santa Claus for a weekend, which means you guys won't even get the epic snap story. So I dress up as Santa, and then, like, before I go on as Santa Claus, me and Tommy go into his, like, his parents' garage, and we do, like, this random, like, snap story of me dancing as santa claus oh like, you do it for music. tommy's family dude <laughs> yeah, my tommy, that yeah. makes it 10 times better <laughs> that, that just makes it because nothing makes me happier than black santa i fucking love black santa the idea that black santa exists and the fact that people are angry about it just makes me smile 
so heavy because Black Santa yeah, is the it's best. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm his. Uh, he actually just he is his older brother had a had a newborn had a son uh, right before last Thanksgiving, and I was Santa Claus last year, and so I was the first Santa he ever saw. There's a great picture of me <laughs> and his uh, and his <laughs> his nephew. That's incredible. First, so yes, yeah, so Santa will not be there physically but i might be there in spirit in some way shape or form so stay tuned what do we got next all right hold on one moment okay now we're gonna move it over to facebook questions oh oh yes this comes from facebook user sean abraham what up sean Considering his recent title win, 30 years after his debut, is it safe to say that the gobbledygooker belongs on the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling? Or is he the greatest talent to debut at Survivor Series 1990? (laughs) Amazing question, by the way. An astounding yes. An amazing question. Uh, he deserves to be in the conversation for the Mount Rushmore. I'll say that. I think he we should redo the... ours. For eight, and for eight Mount Rushmore. If you want to do like a comedy Mount Rushmore, that's <laughs> a ridiculous Mount Rushmore. It's like our truth Gimmick Battle Royale. It's like our truth the gobbledygooker. The gooker. Um, the priest that Eric Bischoff played. And um, <laughs> the Shockmaster. The Shockmaster. And the Shockmaster. Those are the four. I'll even put the Yeti, the Yeti in instead of fucking Bishop's Priest. Yeti. So, yes, he belongs on a Mount Rushmore. Not the Not Mount Rushmore. All right, what do we got next? Thank you. That, I, that's one of my favorite questions that we That, is a, that is a great time. question. I agree. All right. Now we're going to bring it back to Twitter. We have our Patreon user, Kavita, has a bunch of questions for us. Hi, Hi. Kavita. Hi, Kavita. Um, Get back to work, Kavita. All right. Do you believe in astrology? Why or why not? Kate, I know know you do, so please explain why you do. Okay, so I'm just going to explain that, like, I'm learning about it still. Like, I'm like a baby when it comes to, like, astrology and all that shit. Like, I don't believe... Like, I don't say, like, I don't use me being a Leo as an excuse for shit. I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole because I'm a Leo. Like, No, you're an asshole because you're from Levittown. Bro. (laughs) Find the lie. (laughs) Find the lie. (laughs) But, like, I don't use astrology as a crutch to excuse, or, like, as an excuse for my behavior or an excuse for the way things are. I I don't I find it interesting. Like I yeah. like I like reading about like planets in certain places and what that means and shit. Like I'm learning, so like, I don't understand that's, a lot that's of that's astronomy, Kate. <laughs> no, but they all like come together. They they they, they do come together in, in a weird way, but I don't really even understand. It's a I think lot it's cool. like like I have like a whole like I have it right here. I have my whole astral chart right here. Well, if you put in your if you put like, in your birth date in the Snapchat, it tells you your whole astral chart. So too. your whole chart it's part is of the your whole chart is based on like your personality. So you're like your normal sign. Like I'm a Leo. That's your identity. That's your sun sign. Your moon sign regulates your emotions. Your your ascendant represents your personality. Your where your Mercury falls is how you communicate. Where your Venus falls is where your values are. Where your Mar where your Mars falls is how you're motivated. Where your Jupiter falls is like how you expand. Where your Saturn <laughs> is is 
your restrictions in life, your where Uranus is, how you progress in life, where your Neptune is, is the illusion. <laughs> you progress in life with Uranus. <laughs> looks like it's going to sh- looks like it's off. going to shit for all yeah, of us. Like your Neptune <laughs> is any illusions. Um, your Pluto's represents transformations, and then your midheaven represents aspirations. Oh my god! So depending on your what is. <laughs> I'll let, you, so, I'll let you finish. Don't that's worry. That's a lot. <laughs> so, like, Thanks, based, Kanye. <laughs> so based on your chart and shit, like, like each is a different, like, the signs. Like, every, not everything is, like, Leo down the board. So, like, I'm still learning about all of these things. I think it's interesting. All right. Let me... But I, don't, yeah, I think it's let cool. Me pre- but I don't think it's an excuse. Let, let me, pre- let me, let me preface this. My girlfriend oh, is really into astrology. Uh, so which means Ooh. by oh, by boy. de facto choose your words wisely. By de facto, <laughs> what do you mean? By de facto, I have to pretend I'm into astrology <laughs> because I mean she she she's not gonna listen to this, so it's fine. Um, but what's her sign? She's an Aries. Um, okay, I fuck with Aries. So she knows my feelings on astrology, so this is totally fine. It's all bullshit. It's all made the. <laughs> fuck up and you know how you know because if you read all of them they all pretty much say pretty much the same thing just differently they can all they can all apply to pretty much everyone they're just vague enough to apply to literally everybody um and there's been some astrology signs that my girlfriend has sent me which is like oh that's pretty that's pretty me and then sometimes she sends me so this is not me at all because i'm an aquarius so you're better off doing a myers break because you're you're borderline aquarius because you're almost a yes Pisces, but you missed yes that. So it's 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 cool. It's fun. It's interesting to look and read at and go, oh, that's interesting, cool. But it's not real. <laughs> it's no, it's not an actual science. You know, your You've reaction is exactly why I asked this question first. Yep. Because I knew Will would hate <laughs> <Yep>. it. <laughs> You're such an Aquarius. Yep. That sounds See? like an Aquarius See? reaction. And that <laughs> is what anyone who follows astrology will say. It's like, no, no. It doesn't matter if you're an Aquarius, a Taurus, a Cancer, or a brain tumor. You're going to answer I'm it. I'm not saying it's because Will's an Aquarius. Thing. I'm not saying it's because Will's an Aquarius. I'm saying because Will's an asshole. Like, I, don't, I don't do things <laughs> because I'm an Aquarius. I do things because I'm Will fucking Tarashuk. <laughs> Correlation does not equal causation. But yeah, it's fun to laugh at. <laughs> and it's fun to like read, I guess, but it's not real. Uh, what else do we have? All right. Since y'all don't like astrology. I said it was cool. I, I read it from time to time. If you could relive one moment in your life, what would it be and why? <laughs> Losing my virginity, Ooh. baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, reliving one moment in my life. Um, that's a that's a great question. I got to think on that one. It is. Oof. I think I think I'll I think I have it because I was thinking about this in the shower, which is weird. But you you get your best thoughts done in the shower. Wasn't like I was poop. It was in the shower. Don't give me that look. No, Kate. no, he's totally right. Shower's <laughs> thinking time. Shower is shower yeah, is more than cleaning. That's not no, absolutely not. Shower is musical time. Showering. Well, I listen to podcasts no, and shower. Shower's thinking but shower time. is more than just cleaning your body. It's cleaning your mind. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, I, can, I really got. I really got to yes. think of a fucking moment. Christ. I I when I, I think have of a moments, few, I think about, but like, I, I, I have what, what if I would pick I, one? Which one I would pick? I, there's a couple of them, but I think the thing of, when I think about moments that you want to relive, I want to relive moments like I don't want to live. Re, I don't want to relive moments that like made me feel really fucking bad. Like I want to relive moments that made me feel really fucking happy. Uh, so as 
cryptic as I'll ever be on this show, which is a such a fucking lie. Uh, years ago, I went a, I went on a trip by myself for the first time to another country uh, by myself, and it was a fantastic couple of days. Um, and I think I would relive that because that was that was fucking awesome. It was against my better judgment that I made this trip. But <laughs> I was like, don't give me Kate, Kate, knows, Kate knows the story before he's telling it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kate, I see your face. Like, stop. But I don't have I a did... good poker face. I'm sorry. No, you have a horrible poker face. So I did this trip. It was great. And actually led to the planning of a trip led to one of the best moments in the history of the show. So Yeah. All right. <laughs> I have I have two. I'm split. Um, the first one is I was 12 years old playing baseball in the championship game. So we lost the first game of the season because fucking, um, I can't remember his last name, but fucking Bobby pitched. And he was just not a good pitcher. <laughs> he was not a good pitcher. A so we Bobby. lost the first game, but we went on to win 21 games in a row. Including the po- including yeah, that pizza, postseason. That pizza party must have been amazing. Dude. Yeah. So the final game, actually, the the, the semifinal game <laughs> ended in a one nothing game because Peter Lawrence threw a no hitter. The only reason the Yo. only reason he didn't have a perfect game was because Tommy Costello second base made an error. But he made up for that error because Tommy Costello got the only hit in that game. He got a he got a double, scored a, a stole third on a pass ball, ended up stealing home on a wild pitch. We won the game one nothing. That was to go to the finals, and in the finals, um, we're just destroying them. But they end up coming back in the last inning. Coach gives me the ball, and I'm on the mound to close out this game. And your wild thing, Rick Vaughn from Major yep, League. Exactly. And I remember it was a three two count. Give him the heater. It was a three two count. <laughs> I remember thinking, I'm just gonna throw this ball as fucking hard as I can. And I threw it as hard as I could. Give him the heater, baby. And let me tell you, it was a ball. <laughs> but but the umpire <laughs> but it was a little outside. It was a little outside. But the umpire called strike three. <laughs> we win it all. I give the pit of the fist pump. And the team just Bobby's actually the catcher, by the way. And the team just 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 destroys me on the mound. And that was that was one of the proudest moments of my life. And I remember going, I go into bed. My dad comes in and goes, "Good game out there, Mariano." And I was just like, "That was just that was just like one of the proudest moments of my life," uh, because we won it all. And I've never been on a winning team ever except that team. Um, so that was fucking remarkable. That was one of the highlights of my life at 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, what do you got? I have a few and I'm trying to pick one. I'm having a hard time. Um, one that was really notable is my, all throughout school, I was in music, the music department and drama club mm-hmm. and all that shit. So <laughs> I moved to, I transferred to Miller Place High School in t- 10th grade. And I didn't know anybody. Like, I had no friends right away. And I remember, like, within the first week of school, I was asking about the drama club and when auditions would start. And Miller Place has a fucking incredible drama department. 
Like, that was the thing they told me, like, when I was, like, registering for school. So I was very excited. So I remember telling my director, Mr. Kramer, like, I was obsessed with rent. I was one of those kids in school. Oh, 5,000, minutes. Yep, 525,600 minutes. There's a lot of numbers in there. (laughs) That's my favorite show in the whole world. The whole world. I'm obsessed with it. I could do that show by myself with my eyes closed. I have That's the lyrics crazy. tattooed on my ribs. Like, that, it's oh, oh, right. It's serious. So when I was in the 11th grade, I was at set building because part of doing drama club is you have to build, help build the sets once a week. So there's like shifts like after school, after rehearsal. So I was doing it was a Wednesday night. I had a flip phone because it's 2008. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. It's, two, flip it's phone, 2008. Baby. I got my flip phone. Um, my, my childhood best friend from Leventown, Courtney, texted me because she's the one that got me into rent. She texted me to tell me that rent was closing off Broadway and I didn't handle it well. Like, I was like legit crying at set bill. I like had a, I caused a scene and my director's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, rent's closing on Broadway and I didn't know what to do. I saw, I, I saw it on Broadway. So, like, I was really excited that I got to see it yeah. at least. But he goes, but Katie, he goes, that just means like companies like ours can do rent because if without the school shows, you can't do a show if it's on Broadway. That's correct. So, and that's that's across the nation. Yep. So we I were believe. working on High School Musical at this moment. So like I Oof. was, I oh, was. Oh man. Yeah, I was not pleased, but I dealt with it. Senior year comes around, and it's the the day where he's going to announce the show. I walk in the chorus room. I sit in my seat. He starts playing Seasons of Love, and I broke down crying because we were doing my favorite show, my senior year. It's only fitting that your moment that you would want to relive again is you crying over something. Well, no, I mean, it was not that, but, like, the whole year, that whole show, it was the best show experience I ever had doing a show. It was my favorite show. And the night rent closed was the first time I ever smoked pot. Of course. Oh, I can't deal. I can't deal. Pass me the drum. Oh my That's God. exactly what happened. That's amazing. That's exactly what happened. Oh, Ricky, the, the giant oh, irony man. of my <laughs> baseball story, we were the Red Sox. <laughs> and I was number 24. <laughs> oh, that blows. I was stuck being fucking Manny Ramirez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so fucking mad and so happy at the same time <laughs> and we beat the we oh, beat the cubs <laughs> oh how do you all right little theo epstein all right kate what's the next question we only got time for a couple more how many is a couple uh two let's do three three three, three. we got a few more all right trying to pick there's a lot of good ones if you could time travel where would you go is this and another why? kavita question i well the rest are kavita questions and then there's one final question all right so two kavita questions and one that's final what i'm question. saying so this is the first right. kavita question if you could time travel where would you go and why time oh man Ooh. I mean, judging on my melanin content, that's a pretty tough question for me. Like, I gotta, I really gotta choose wisely for this one. 
I mean, you can go forward. Oh, that's a risk, though. <laughs> like, I don't know what's... <laughs> like, I mean, it seems like we're on an upward trajectory, but I could be so wrong. I can go... I can be at, like, 31... I can be at, like, three, like the year 3000 and be like, oh, man, we did this so wrong. Take me back, take me back. And then I might be, like, stuck. So, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, ooh. Oh, God. Uh... Ooh. Need you some time what? to think, Ricky. <laughs> I know mine yeah, already. All right, Kate. I we got. I'm gonna be some. I'm probably. All right, go ahead. Kate. All right. So obviously, I would like to be the age I'm at now. I want to go back to both the '90s and the 2000s as an adult because I want to experience all the shows I was too young to go to. <laughs> okay. So like when th- My Chemical yeah. Romance was fucking playing at the Crazy Donkey for five dollars, and I was too crazy young. Donkey, my Chemical yes. Romance played at like the Crazy Donkey, and My Chemical Romance played at Sports Plus, and I didn't go to any of those because I was young. Sports Plus. I nice. want to be an adult going to emo shows in two thousand four in my heyday, and I want to go to the nineties and go to all the ska revival shows in the nineties. That's what I want. Ooh. For me, it's hard, because, like, I think I want to do the 90s again, because the fucking 90s. But also, the 2000s were a great series of years for me. I like, love the 2000s. That's, that's high, that's, you know, middle school, high school, most of college. I graduated in 2011. Um, so probably in that period between, like, junior year of high school. Yeah, junior year of high school all the way through college. Not grad school, because that was a whole nother beast. But that period of time... Besides a little bit of drama here and there, fucking fantastic. Especially college. Holy shit. College was amazing. Yeah, college was amazing. Um, I like I only like this question. And I always answer a little bit differently. Um, but I would stay exactly where I am. I wouldn't go anywhere. Because say say what I you, love that. say what you want about the current world in you know, with the pandemic, but we've had pandemics before, but this isn't nearly as bad, at least in terms of the disease as other pandemics in the past. On a global scale, the world has never been better. Like we're not that we're not in a world war. Um, There really isn't that many wars out there to begin with other than the ones we're doing in the middle East, which is a whole other conversation for itself. But you go to any other any other time period, there really hasn't been this much peace in the world. Um, it's never been better to be black. It's never been better to be um, part yeah, part of the LGBT yeah, I community. Like, I was like, I was like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, hold on. I was like, I think there's another time. I was like, nope, nope. That's I mean, it. it's right. th- that being said, it's not <laughs> perfect in any way. Of the imagination. This, it won't, th- but it won't be the best time to be black, and it won't be the best time to be gay. It is currently the best it's been, but it's going to continue to get better. From yes, here. like so yeah. change is a very. I don't, know, long, I don't want this to be the time. best. Yeah, but around the time when Obama became president the first time, that was a pretty fucking dope time. I will say yeah, at least, that. At least when he was like, first was like, elected, then he had his two terms. <laughs> um, yeah. And he pretty much ran as a moderate Republican, so good for him. Um, <laughs> but, like, if I went... That's if, right, he can still if dance. If I went back... See those dance moves. I wouldn't know what the fuck to do, because podcasts weren't really a thing before 2004. Right? Yeah, who were you before right? that? Like, I don't know you without podcasting. Yeah, like, I, I don't know me without podcasting. What like, did you do? Like, all, like... Yeah, what did you I, do? I played, what kind of kid were I you? I played a lot of video games and played outside. Um, 
so but like the the question I the question we answered earlier for what I want five years from now, all those goals other than like wanting a family don't exist in any other time period. So I don't want to go anywhere. I'm very happy with where I am. You don't want to play video games and play outside? <laughs> no. no I'm, 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 all, right, all right, fine, Ricky. I'm going to go to the year two and just see what the fuck was up. <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right, what's the next one? Second uh, to last question. All right, the second to last question is, how has your perspective on the world changed over the years? Oh. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll try this one. My perspective on the world, I guess it's, I don't want to say it's more realist, realistic perspective, because like that's obvious, because it's supposed to be more realistic perspective as you get older. Uh, my perspective on the world is that, like I grew up in a, I grew up in a very interesting way, it was that I was in a very predominantly black community, but I went to a predominantly Caucasian and private education, so I always had this weird duality about me, um, and then for a lot of the time, I, I had an issue with where do I fit? Because I look a certain way, but like my thoughts didn't always match up stereotypically with the way I looked because it, there was this there was this disconnect, uh, essentially. And I, my my view on the world is that, or has my view changed? Is that that duality wasn't always in my mind? Like I thought, like why is this weird disconnect? But that duality still like kind of exists. Like I see very stark differences. Contrastly speaking, I was able, I was fortunate enough to like travel the world a lot, especially in my teenage years, going to like well, England, France, Italy, Greece, Australia for three weeks, um, and a Mexico a couple of times. So my my view, my overall global view on the world, and I've said this for a very long time, as a human race and as human species, we essentially all want the same basic things, like basic needs. I'm talking, I'm going to a psych talk right here. Your basic needs, you want like you want to be happy, food, shelter, and you know be around good people and have a good time. How that manifests itself is completely different based on your location and the different situations that you're in within your whole life experience. And so, it's my view on the world is that it's it depends on where I'm at. At this point in my life, I see it, especially in America. There's a stark difference between how you see the world and how everybody else sees the world. And my view has changed them to recognizing the differences in people's perspectives in the world. If that makes any sense whatsoever. hundred percent. It does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, how it's changed. Because I view the world very differently today than I did in college. I view it very differently than I did in high school. And I was a dumb, naive kid. Like most children are as they should be. Um, yeah. But how it changed really was just through doing podcasting. Again, it all comes back to podcasting. Um, like, I've been doing a Umadro podcast for almost two years now, even though we had a revamp and a reboot. But, you know, doing that podcast, talking about it, listening to other people, having guests on with different viewpoints, it gives you new perspective. It gives me a new open mind. And... My viewpoints of the world are constantly changing. So I know in five years from now, when people go back to my old episodes and go, wow, I can't believe you thought that. I'm going to go, yeah, duh. I can't believe I thought that. <laughs> like, I'm I'm yeah. constantly changing my mind on things, which I don't think should be criticized. I think it should be applauded because you're supposed to learn, grow, and adapt. Like, people, like, people love the shit on Hillary Clinton, 
saying that she didn't support gay marriage until 2013. Now, granted, she was like 60 at the time, and she was doing it for political reasons. But that shouldn't be something like, oh, shame on you. You should have done it earlier. It should be, okay, good. Now you finally understand common sense, right? It's better than not yeah. supporting gay marriage at all. Like, I would rather somebody come around late to the game and be in support of our community than think of Never. Randy think of Randy Orton like during during uh during a part of a time where he became he was like when he bashed uh Black Lives Matter for a very very long time and then he finally was like oh I actually finally listened and learned and I get it now like if we want to take yeah, it for wrestling I, respect, I like, respect the fuck out of yeah. that Kevin Nash is one of them too as well yeah so this this through experience how I how I view how I, my worldview changed it's just through experience through communicating, through keeping an open mind. Like, Kate, you give me more perspective on different things every single day because, you know, you being non-binary. And the fact that I can explain that to other people with actual experience, you know, like that that, that helps other people. Like I had to explain it to my fucking parents. <laughs> and it took them a second. But like, my, Did you? Yeah, like my, my mom is more understanding because she worked in a high school, so she dealt with that shit all the time. But to my dad, it was like, a, it was like mm-hmm. I was talking Chinese. He's and then like it got him to the point where it's just like, all right, I guess that makes sense. But like, you know, that's better than nothing. So like, um, it's yeah. just through open communication and doing the You Mad Bro podcast really has made me a better communicator. It made me a better way of expressing my ideas. It made me a better way of understanding other people's ideas for the sake of agreeing with them or disagreeing with them. So that's a great question. It's something that's going to consistently change. And three months from now, I'm going to give you a completely different answer. Yeah. yeah. Um. Kate. Mix Murphy. I feel like a lot of how my perspective of the world has changed is how I perceive the world before I got sober and after I got sober because mm. the biggest mm. differences in the quality of my life have been marked pre sobriety and post in recovery. So, you know, before I stopped drinking, like I was very negative, very pessimistic and I had a really negative worldview and I was very paranoid and I just had a I harbored a lot of negative feelings and I felt that everything was conspiring against me and that like if shit was going wrong it wasn't my fault and I wasn't responsible and I wasn't holding myself accountable for anything like so I got myself into like so much trouble just by like being stubborn and refusing to see past my own narrow scope and then when I had to start putting the work into my life and myself is how I learned how to see other perspectives and like I've grown so much and like I always I never thought I would be wanting to pursue work and like social justice and like advocacy and like all of these things like all these causes but you grow up a lot when you see things besides your warped negative perspective and like making the choice to actively be a participant in your life and making the decision to be happy every day is like the biggest transformation I think in perspective that anybody can have yeah because it's like it's a decision you have to make like yeah I'm not in the best mood every single day but like I don't let that be the definition of my life anymore. Like one shitty day or like an inconvenience isn't the hallmark of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd rather be happy and focus on things that do make me happy and work on myself. Yeah. And do the work and put in the effort. 
Yeah. Power of positivity. Kate, that, that, exactly. That's, that's, a, that's a great answer, Kate. And like whenever someone asks me for like advice on different things, like if someone asks me on like career advice or someone asks me on like relationship advice, I give them a very simple answer. I'm like, listen, especially with the people my age, I go, listen, you're young, right? You're in your early 20s. Or even Kate, you're 29, Ricky, you're 30, right? And you guys are... Thirty. Thirty one. Oh, Thirty one. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. But but, but still. It's okay. But still. Right. Like. It's okay. We can say thirty. I like I like thirty more. So, but advice I give to someone is like, if you're trying to make a decision, you have to be selfish. You have to do what's best for you. Like someone's like, oh, but like you know, my parents. It's like, no, fuck your parents. You're an adult now. Do what's best for you, right? And some yeah. that's not an easy thing to say. I agree. And you, you being selfish like that is being selfless. You have to be selfish at an at a young age, at least until you get married. Once you get married, you have to do what's best for both of you in the relationship for your marriage, right? And sometimes that won't be mm-hmm. what's best Correct. for you. And then you have a kid. Once you have a kid, you have it's to do what's, what's best again. for your kid, and you have to take yourself completely out of it. So, like. Yeah life perspective it changes in different stages of your life and where your priorities are and kate you like saying your biggest experience was being sober that's a perfect example because obviously you do that for a very selfish reason to better yourself mm-hmm. and getting sober is the best decision i ever made like i've learned the importance of being selfish and putting myself first because being selfish is also being very kind to yourself because you can't be kind to other people if you're not kind to yourself. Yep. You know? You can't, you can't help other people unless you help yourself Exactly. First. All right. Final question. What so, do we yeah. got? What do we final, got? Final this is a big one. Question. Bring us home. Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's, bring, let's end this on a high note, Kate. Uh, all righty. This, com- this comes from the Twitter sphere. This comes mm-hmm. from Twitter user at SlackStyle09. I said end on a high note. <laughs> I'm higher than life right now. Let's do it. Yo, same. All right. I'm I'm really hungry, to be honest. Same. So, as we all know, Slackery, once upon a time, was the intern of Kings of the Rings podcast. Slack Lamore, as I like to call him. Oh my god, I deleted the question. Oh, I found it. What? I got it. Whoa, whoa. I got it. Whoa, whoa. All right, what do we got? It it would be fitting if we lost Slack's question. I'd pretend to feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, well, I know what the question was, but I wanted to make sure I had the verbiage proper. Okay. Slackery says, fine, as if, you know, asking <laughs> okay. us a question is a grievance. Because I coerced him into doing it. He says, Whatever. fine. All jokes aside, what are the king's honest opinions of Slack? I guess I'm going last. Okay, you know, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give a great answer. And it's part of it's part of the question. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would use the word whelming. <laughs> God, Jesus. <laughs> Not sl- All right, I- no slack. We love you. I love you. You're a great friend. But God, you're so easy to make fun of. You really are. You make it. You make it too easy. Yeah. It's so much fun too. Like I'll, I'll give. I'll actually give it, it an honest answer too. I am. I am. You got replaced. By a stuffed duck. He's still upset about that, by the way. Quacksgiving. Was one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah, Slacksgiving walked so Quacksgiving could strut that runway mama. I was going to say waddle, but all right, that works. Waddle, baby, wobble, baby, waddle, baby, waddle. 
No, it's Wobble and Waddle. There are two completely different things, Kate. Wobble's a fantastic dance. Yeah. Way back when I was in college. Uh, all right. I, I, this lands on me, obviously, because wait, 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 I'm actually, the, actually, I'm let, the let, me, let me actually give an honest answer, because fine, it just makes me being a dick. Um, I I also <laughs> do love making fun of Slack. Um, cause such an Aquarius such an Aquarius fuck you. <laughs> because it is it is a lot of fun but honestly Slack I love that you're a team player I love that you're along for the ride I love that most times you don't take it too seriously um, except for that one except time. for that one time or that other time or the third time but um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm very glad you still follow us I'm very happy you still interact with us I'm very glad you still listen to us if not every single week um, but you know previously the favorite fan of mine personally was Mr. Fretz because it's fucking Mr. Fretz. The guy's a fucking legend. Um, but yeah, national <laughs> treasure of North America. But since Fretz has joined WrestleAct Radio, it, um, formerly with the game changer now with Fretzelmania, I don't think of Mr. Fretz as a fan anymore. I think of him as a colleague and a coworker. So Mr. Yeah. Fretz yeah. is no longer a fan. He has been promoted. So that means my new favorite fan is Slack. <gasps> Wow. wow! I mean, you were always you were always half team Slack. Yeah, I like to go back and I forth. I will say though, it depends how it goes. I like Slack's fantasy bookings. I think the ideas you send us are well thought out. And tweak your shit and make your own podcast, bro. You could do it if you really yeah. tried. Yeah. Okay. So it's this all ends on me. The, yeah. uh, the heel to Slack's, the Slack's baby faces, and the reason that Slack's over in the first place. If I'm gonna heal it up real quick, uh, Slack, honestly speaking, because this is this obviously is, this question is directed towards me more than anything. Yep. Slack, I, I have no problem with you whatsoever. You are just you. I mean, you're Slack. You're you're what is in the mid twenties at this point. It's probably my I don't age. Know. Maybe a year or two younger. I don't. I don't remember actually. Slack. I have no qualms with you in real <laughs> life whatsoever. I don't. I, I don't. I actually think you're an intelligent wrestling fan. Uh, you make great points. You are a poor man's Adam uh, Blompied without the sexual scandal. And so like that. But like that's a good thing because Blompied was a good, good wrestling mind. And I think that's actually what you're going for because you totally have what culture influences than anything that you do. Uh, I think you are learning. You're progressing. You don't have a fear of asking questions, which if you're going to do anything in life, Slack, and I'm talking to you directly, if you're going to do anything in life, you're going to have to ask questions and you're going to have to be able to humble yourself and be like, I don't know. Can you educate me? Because I know you do with Kate Murphy often. I'm breaking the fourth wall here. Um, so I think that you have very great and humble and noble qualities. And I, I literally do wish you the best. And, I, and you know how to take a joke for the most part. If we have ever offended you or if I have ever offended you, because I am the black sheep in this case, no pun intended with the black part. Um, I, I apologize, Slack. Okay, um, but you you're still here, and you're persistent, and you're not gonna give up because honestly, I won't allow you to give up. The second you call it quits, I'm probably gonna DM you and be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Stop!" Don't <laughs> you are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also halfway because I'm losing material <laughs> if you if you quit. Um, but now we can like, replace him. No problem. I don't know about that. There's nothing. There's, there's nothing like a slack burn. Uh, but I, I will say this, like, and I really hope you listen to this on American Thanksgiving. Cause in in Canada, it's Thursday. Uh, just for everybody who's wondering, uh, you 
need to remain persistent, and there is a spot for you in WrestleMania Radio. Where it is, I don't know yet, but it's coming because I can feel it. That the, the, there's a spot for you here, Slack, and it's primarily because you have earned it. Wow. I know, shocking. So shocking. But it's but if you if you think about it, it's true. There are other people who have earned it as well, and they may or may not be affiliated with WrestleMania Radio. But of all the people that we have kind of consistently brought up in 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 the same instance and under the same gimmick and character, um, it's Slack. I mean, any man who can take a, a verbal beating from us on a year-to-year basis, by the way, happy birthday, Slack. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Slack's birthday. <laughs> Yo, Slack, Slack really is the gift des- that keeps on giving. Some sort of recognition. <laughs> yeah. Deserves some sort of recognition. And you will, you will, there will be a place for you in war, Slack. And I will say this, down the road, years from now, this might be part of the five-year plan. There's a place for you in the KOTR Hall of Fame. Oh, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow! There, there is seriously, there is. Yeah. He was the first. He was the. He was the one of the most epic roasts I've ever done. Off the cuff. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, phenomenal. Freckles has to go yeah. in before him, though. <sighs> Internal. <off. laughs> we can. We can still make that happen. <laughs> we can still make that. Yeah, like, it is. Like, yeah, it so. is all fun and Do games. Do you see her? It is all fun and games. It is a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun with Slack. Don't get me wrong. But Slack, if we yeah. do ever cross the line, I hope you know you can reach out to either of us personally and be like, hey, that was fucked up. Uh, and we will actually listen to yeah. you if we do cross the line. So please know that. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we will listen to you and we will we will, we will, will cease and desist. Also, if you ever come to New York, we're taking you to Absolutely. We're taking you to fucking oh, fuck Sapphire. Yeah. I will, uh, yes. I will spend $100 for, like, a lap dance or three. It will happen. <laughs> We're going to make it rain for you, Slack. Oh, my God. We're going to make a music video out of it. It's going to be the most awkward music video ever, but it's going to uh, work. I'll hit up Jensen. I'll let him know. It's going to work. So. We're yeah, going to yeah, make absolutely. Slack listen to WAP. <laughs> <laughs> Get lap dances listening to WAP. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, we're gonna make this happen. I we gotta get wait. Slack to a strip club. We gotta get Fred to, to WrestleMania. We got a lot of stuff to do mm-hmm. in this upcoming year, but we're most thankful for everybody who has listened to us thus far. Uh, we're not gonna do Match of the Week King of the Night because obviously it's New Day versus Street Province. Duh. And Undertaker. Um, <laughs> and the Gobbledygooker for King of the Night. And Gobbledygooker for King of the Night, obviously. Uh, so we're gonna get going. This has been pretty long. We might end up releasing this in two parts because it's something we're gonna have to talk about because we talked a shit ton. Uh, uh, today for the episode. So thank you for joining us for this. This has been Kings of the Rings podcast. We're going to do a really quick outro. I'm Ambassador Biggs on uh, on the on the Twitter sphere on all social media. Obviously, King Ricky Rose, Willie T, Will Tarasak, Tiaz and Thomas, ARA, SX2K, and Mix Murphy themselves, the Kate Murphy, as well as our intern Freckles. Uh, happy Thanksgiving if you're in America. Uh, if you're not in America, uh, go fuck yourself. Happy Thursday. <laughs> happy Thursday, you know. Uh, chicken's better than turkey, and um, we've said a lot of things. We've revealed a lot, and the one thing that we've always revealed is this one thing. Fuck you, Slack. See you guys later. Happy birthday, Slack. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Slack. Well, fuck you. Yay. Ow, Bye, ow. folks.